1: Good evening and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. I'm Kyle Welch. We are here every weeknight at this time on KKLA to lift up the name of Jesus Christ so that the entire world might believe. Sharing the gospel is our number one goal and the reason we are here. Dudley Rutherford is the senior pastor of Shepherd Church, located right here in Los Angeles. During these days of uncertainty, we believe this is the perfect time to turn off what the world wants to tell us. And immerse ourselves in what God has to say to us through the Holy Bible. So let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message for us tonight.
2: Take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The title of my message today is 20,000 equals 1. We have looked at the church scripturally, we have looked at the church sacrificially. And today we begin a two-week window where we're looking at the church is the place that God has called you to serve. This is the place of service. So Roman numeral number one in your notes, and please follow along in your notes, I want you to write this down, everyone has a unique gift of service. Everyone, say everyone. Everyone. That's not half of you. That's not some of you. That's all of you. Each and every person who's seated here today, you have a unique gift that God placed inside of you. I want you to look at chapter twelve, verse twelve. It says that the body, and he's talking about the human body, is a unit. It is uh, though it is made up of many parts. Though all its parts are many, they form one body. Now, I did some research this week. I don't know if you know this or not, but there are 7,500 different parts in a human body. You have 206 bones in your body. You have 33 vertebrae in your spinal column. You have 29 bones in your skull. I did not know that. I thought your skull was just one bone. How many of you know that there are 29? How many of you knew that there were 29 bones in a skull? Well, those are all the smart people. Put your hands down. (laughs) You have 639 muscles in your body. They say you have 60 muscles just in your face. And they say it's easier to smile than to frown because it only takes 20 of those muscles to put a smile on your face, it takes 40 muscles to frown. So next time you see someone frowning, you just tell them you're working way too hard there, buddy. <laughs> you have 62,000, 62,000 miles of blood vessels in your body. Every single drop of blood in your body has 5 million red blood cells in one drop of blood. It takes one minute for that one red blood cell to circulate through your entire body in 60 seconds. It goes entirely through your body. You have two sets of teeth. You got one set when you were born. You only got 20 baby teeth. You were born with 20 baby teeth. Uh, They fall out at about age six or seven, and they're replaced by 32 adult teeth. You have 360 joints in your body. And uh, up to 1995, uh, they taught in the schools that you only had 340 and uh, one guy in 1995 discovered that inside one ear, each ear, but inside each ear has 10, they found 10 more joints in the inner ear and they had 10 and 10. So instead of 340, you now have, they teach in the schools that you have 360 different joints in your body. Now look at verse 27, chapter 12, verse 27. Now he takes that analogy of the human body and then he talks about the body of Christ. And he says in chapter 12, verse 27, you are the body of what? Christ. And each one of you, and if you have your own Bible, you should circle each one of you. Each one of you is a part of that body. Now, where I get up, come up with this title, 20,000 to one, my guess, this is my, we don't have, uh, uh, this is not science, this is a guess my guess is we got about 20,000 people who call this their church home that's why I have this 20,000 although there are 20,000 of us we're just one church one body amen Amen. the point is that every single person all 20,000 of you individually you have a unique gift number two write this down you your gift your talent your function is essential now I want to read through this text all right just make a few comments chapter 12 verse 14 let's go to verse 14 now the body is not made up of one part but of many if the foot should say because i'm not a hand and you can almost sense the jealousy because the hand you know is always around doing stuff can pick up stuff you put jewelry on it you put nail polish and gloves and all this fancy stuff And the foot, well, you know, it's not very pretty. And it's all wrapped up half the time, and you're all covered up, and they should be. But verse 15 says, If the foot should say, Because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. Verse 16. And if the ear should say, Because I'm not an eye, and you get it, you can sense the jealousy, okay, can't you? I mean, the, you know, the eyes up front, it's pretty, it's colorful, it has a thing that blinks over it, it's got long eyelashes, and they put makeup on it, and, it's all, and the ears, that thing kind of stuck back on the back of your head, it's all kinds of stuff gets in there, and stuff grows out of there, it's just, it's nasty, okay? And it says, and, and, and I, and I, here's what I picture, I picture in the church, there's always people who are jealous of other people, like... Oh, well, he she got to sing the solo. How come they never picked me? Well, I think I'll just go over here and I'll just stop. I'll just quit. I'll go over be by myself. No, you can't do that. That's exactly what this is talking about. Verse 16. If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I, I no longer then belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. You can't just arbitrarily decide you're not a part of the church. If you're saved, you're here. You're a part of God's church. Verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, now that's a question. Imagine, you know, God could have done that. You could just, I could be looking at just nothing but eyeballs, just big old eyeballs. (laughs) And we just roll around we roll everywhere we go. We could have done, he could have done that. He says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, everybody say fact, and you need to get this, it's a fact that God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. And what I get from that, ladies and gentlemen, is that if you're here right now, it's because God wanted you here. God's the one who designed this body. God is the one who builds the church. God brought me. You say, well, I brought myself. You didn't bring yourself. You just think that you brought yourself. God brought you to this church. God brought me. God brought you. God's the one that designed the body. Look at verse 19. If, if they were all one part, where would the body be? Verse 20. As it is, there are many parts. And in my Bible, I just wrote down 7,500. 7,500 parts. But how many bodies? One. And that's the point. The eye can't say uh, to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. And the point of that is this. How many times in the church, uh, you walk in here and you think, they don't really need me. Uh, they've got the hand they don't need me I'm just a little tiny part they don't need me I don't I don't amount to much wrong look at verse 22 my favorite verse in this section it says on the contrary those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are what indispensable can you imagine you know the elbow gets no credit of any kind no one ever talks about the elbow you don't go that's that's no no credit for the elbow aren't you glad God gave you elbows those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable can you say amen to that and I just want you to know the point is that one part of the body can't say to another part we don't need you or you're you're not really that important we need everybody you have a role you have a part you have a task in this church and your role is essential and that's why it hurts when you're not here You just cannot not show up it's why it really hurts when you're here and you're not involved in anything what is that about god gave you a gift your gift is essential and you're here and you're not even using that gift to serve the body of christ churches god called you to this place you have certain gifts that he put inside of you and your job is to get here and to use those gifts to look around and to serve the body of christ your gift is essential now here's the next question the third point how do you know what your gift is how do i know what what am i supposed to be doing Well, I took the acronym HEART, everybody say HEART, H-E-A-R-T, and uh, each of those stand for something, and as you go through that list, it will help you determine what your gift is. Letter H, write this down. HEART is HEART. H stands for HEART. And this is, what is your passion? What excites you? In other words, let me ask you this question. How many of you love sports? Not like, you love sports. Raise your hand. Okay, you should be involved in the sports ministry. How many of you love children? You just love children all right, you should be involved in the children's ministry. If you love to disciple, you should be involved in the life group ministry. If you love music, you should be involved in the worship and arts department. We had people this week, and one week, they took, all, it took, it took every chair, every chair, took every chair out, brought all this stuff in, built this incredible stage for the Passion Play, and then they cleaned it all up and put all the chairs back in. I want you to thank all the people who did all this this last week. The letter E stands for your experiences. Your experiences, where you've come from in your life, the things that you've learned. Now, i got to say this. This could be good. This could be bad. There could be positive stuff in your past, and there can be negative stuff in your past. But it's where you are today. And those experiences help determine where you should be involved in the church often. For example, if you have overcome an addiction, you've struggled your whole life with some addiction, and you overcame that addiction... I think, perhaps, you should be involved in our Christ-powered recovery ministry that meets on Monday night. We have hundreds of people that meet here at the church that are struggling with addictions and trying to overcome, and perhaps your past experiences would help you to go into that group and to minister and to mentor and to help other people have victory as you have found victory. Your past experiences help dictate where you should serve. The letter A, your anointing, the anointing of God. A stands for the anointing of God there's a difference between natural gifts and supernatural gifts and the bible teaches that when you got saved god put his holy spirit inside of you and when you got the holy spirit god gave you some gifts he doesn't give you all the gifts but he gives you some gift according to whatever he designed or desires as he builds his church this is something that you never had before you were saved But after you got saved, all of a sudden God gave this to you. It's the anointing. How did God anoint you? How did God supernaturally gift you? Now go back to your notes and write this down. The letter R stands for relationally. How did God wire you relationally? In other words, do you like to work alone or do you like to work in a team? Are you a leader or are you a follower? Do you meet people? Is there when you meet people, there's no no one's a stranger, just everyone you meet, you're friends with? Well, maybe you should be a greeter. If you like to build deeper relationships, again, you should be involved in the life group ministry. If you love evangelism, you should be a decision counselor here at church. If you're detailed oriented, Uh, then you need to be involved in the communion ministry where they fill very carefully uh, thousands of communion cups every single week. If you love babies, you should be working in the nursery. If you drive really, really fast, you cannot be involved in the tram ministry. (laughs) Cannot do it. The letter T stands for talent. This is just your natural skill set, your education, your expertise. Are you really good on computers? You should be involved in our social media team or our IT team. If you're good with cameras, you should be involved in our media department. If you're an athlete, again, you should be involved in the sports department. If you're good with prayer, you love to pray, you pray all the time, you should be a part of the prayer ministry. My point is this, in your notes, there's a little box. And inside that box, I want you to write down, I want you to do it right now, what is it that you're just good at? How did God gift you? Why are you? What did he put in you that you're good? Now, everybody's good at something, right? You're good at something. Some of you are jack of all trades, you know, master of none, they say. I'm good at nothing, but I got two or three things I can do pretty well. Write that down in that box. And the question is this. Whatever you write in that box, whatever is in that box, are you currently using those gifts to serve the body of Christ? If not, something's wrong. Your gift is essential. Now, here's my last question Why? What's the purpose? Why would God put something in me? Number one, write this down to serve others. That's why God gave you that gift. It's why it's in whatever you wrote in that box. God gave that to you so that you would serve others. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to 1st Peter chapter 4. It's on the screen. It says that each one should use whatever gift God has given to you to serve who? Others. This is, oh, this is a, this is a big point. Whatever it is that God put inside of you, he did not put that in you for you. Whatever God put inside of you, you see, he brought you here to this church, and he gives us these gifts so that you can use that gift to serve others. I've talked about this. You know, if Christine was leading worship, or uh, Michael North, or Layla, God gave him that gift to lead us in worship. How silly would it be? for the worship leader to go home in his little closet and uh, sing to the suits or to the dresses inside the closet or to get a mirror and just sing all day to themselves how silly would that be no god gave them that gift so they could get up on this platform and lead thousands of people to worship the living god Amen? amen let's say you're really good at shaking hands i mean you're just good at meeting people Can you imagine that guy going into his closet and shutting the door and just all day long he gives himself high fives? All right, all right, up high, upside wide, down low, too slow. Well, it's ridiculous. God gave you that gift. You should be serving and using that gift. I I believe this. I I think God put it in me. It wasn't me. God put it in me to preach and to share his word in a way that's applicable, that people can understand it. Now, I do preach to myself. I do want you to know that. But he didn't give me the gift to preach to myself. He gave me the gift so I could take this book and to preach and to share to others. And we have all these ministries, life groups, worship and arts, encounters, small stars, guest services, greeters and ushers, sports ministry, passion play, media team, decision counselors, youth ministries, marriage mentoring uh, classes, special need classes, Whatever gift you've been given, the purpose of that gift was for you to take that gift and to serve others. Number two, here's the second reason, and this is important. God gave you this gift that you would administer grace to others. Oh, this is good. This is good stuff right here. I want you to look at verse 10 again. It says, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve who? to serve others, faithfully administering what? God's grace in its various forms. You see, God has been so good to you. He sent Jesus to die, and he gave you so much grace. Grace is getting that which you don't deserve. It's getting what you need, not what you deserve. So God gave me his grace, and so I'm supposed to take whatever gift he gave to me and I'm supposed to serve people. And as I serve people, I'm actually giving people grace that God gave me. And all God's people said. Amen. Now, I've done this once before. I want to do it again today. I need to, I need to see uh, someone who has never, ever been in this church. You've never walked in here. This is the first time you've ever walked inside this building. I want you to raise your hand first time you've ever been in church. So, you? Come here for a second. Come here. Right. Come on up here. Come on, come on here. I want you to stand right here in front. Her. What is your name?
0: Samantha.
2: Samantha. Have you, have, you've never been here before? No. And who invited you?
0: Josue.
2: What's his name? Josue. 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 Josue, you're a good man. Do you know why he invited you? To hear God's word. Well, to hear God's word. Okay. When he invited you, was it difficult for you to say yes or did you just say, okay, I'll go? Thank you, Jose. So, Samantha, when you first walked in here and you saw all these, first of all, did you have to walk a long ways? Not too far. Okay, good, good, good. uh... so you're not tired or anything. No. Okay. When you first walked in, you looked at all these people. What did you think? What was your what's, what's been your reaction by all this?
0: It's a big church.
2: Okay, big church. All right. Now, here's here's what happens when usually I'm not saying this is true for Samantha. But usually when someone walks into church for the very first time, they have their arms crossed. I want you to cross your arms. Yeah, yeah. And they and they look around at everybody. Look around. And they have this one thought, they have this one question. Just repeat after me. Say, I wonder. I wonder. What this church you've got a point. What this church,
0: what this church. <laughs>
2: has to offer me. Has
0: to offer me. And
2: then you take your arms and do this again. Perfect. Give her a hand. Give her a hand. All right. So, let's do it one more time. Ready? I wonder what this church has to offer me. And just kind of look at them. Okay.
1: I want everyone out there, every
2: single person, I want you to cross your arms. Repeat after me these words, okay? You're going to repeat after me. I wonder... I want you to point to her. What that girl got to point to her? What that girl has to offer me? And do this. And stare at her. Okay. What does she get there? Everybody say nothing. Now we're going to do something else. I want you to take your hands. Do this, Samantha. Say, Lord. you know at a wedding they have to repeat after me so this this could be a problem she can't really follow along (laughs) okay 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 say Lord Lord. just her not you say "Lord, Lord I wonder I wonder what gifts, what gifts you've, given you've given me that I could use, that I could use to, serve to serve this wonderful, this
0: wonderful beautiful, beautiful,
2: kind, kind intelligent, intelligent. Good-looking, <laughs> good-looking group of people. Group of people. Very, good. Very good. Now I want all of you to repeat after me. Repeat after me. These words. Follow me. I wo- Lord. Lord. I wonder. What gifts, what gifts you've, given me you've given me that I could use, I could use to, serve to serve this, this wonderful, wonderful, beautiful, beautiful talented, talented, first-time visitor. First time visitor. Please, Lord, let me serve her Please, Lord, and put your hands out towards her. <laughs> give her a hand, give her a hand, give her a hand. Everybody do this, she gets nothing. Everybody do this, she leaves here thinking this is the greatest church in the entire United States of America.
1: It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. 4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.